Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1. It's time for us to go on, Shelly. It is. It is. You're awake. Wow, amazing. <laughs> yes, everyone, I did sleep over today. <laughs> You know what? You know what? what? When, when happens like this, you know what we should do? What? If a fan yeah. says something really, really rude or throws something on you, you maybe say, come on down. Like come Chuck Willie, where you say, bring it right down to half court oh, and y'all sell it like men. Yeah, you and I are going to go down to half court, settle like, like men. The only problem is I'm a man, you're a woman. So it doesn't work. Although although you can't say it anymore, Excuse right? Excuse me, I'm a Womaxon. <laughs> you're a Womaxon, that's right. <laughs> you, know, you know the newest thing? I heard this over the weekend. You know, Back in the day, it was Miss and Mrs. If you were single, you were M-I-S-S. If you were a married, you were M-R-S, period. Okay? Yes. There's a new one. M-X. No, there's not. Honest to God, M-X. Oh, my goodness. I. <laughs> it's so confusing. Did you have a, not, a good non-birthing person's day? <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was my, that was Sunday. No, if I told you what happened to me on Sunday, you wouldn't believe it. Well, uh, tell me. I'm not going to tell you because if I tell if I tell the story, it'll embarrass someone, and I don't want to. And far from me to embarrass. I mean, I would never, ever, ever think of embarrassing anybody about anything they've ever done or said. I just, I just wouldn't, wouldn't do it. I mean, I refuse to to ever, ever embarrass anybody, you know, by saying, you know, like same thing that, that something could take the wrong way, you know. Doink. My neighbors never talk to me anyway because they think I don't own a bra. What does the fox say? I would never embarrass anybody. I promise. You're right. That didn't embarrass me, so you're going to have to try harder. <laughs> oh, no, Sunday was an interesting day. Uh, Sunday was a Sunday was a day... Where uh, you know you know part of what I did on Sunday because I do. you were part of it and uh, once again if I told people what I worked on on Saturday and Sunday people would go like what you did what and it's to the point where like uh, you know it's sort of to me I I sort of stand back and look at it and go to myself geez it actually works that's <laughs> you know, one of those things <laughs> maybe one day we'll tell the story anyway it's six thirty-three today uh if you've been out about this morning it's a beautiful morning man i'll tell you what um, i don't know what the temperature is let me take a look here jennifer will be with us just a minute to give us all the uh, latest update but it, it's cool out there right it's 63 officially right now uh Yay. although uh, get this Looking at what? the forecast, you'll probably talk about this. Once we get past today, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, rain, 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 rain. It's supposed to rain every single day for the next six days. Every single day. Now, well, what's good? No, what, then my weeds will come up easier. Well, but what's interesting about that is remember this time of the year. Normally, when you get right around Fourth of July, you usually get everything dries up and the grass all turns to hay. You know what I mean? All turns brown yeah. uh, because it's usually dry this time of the year. Uh, but yet, it's not going to be that case. We'll just have to take a look at that. Man, lots of stuff to talk about this morning. Uh, the the elections in New York for the mayor, the primary, they're doing the same thing that the city of St. Louis did. You know about this new kind of new kind of election they have? No. In a primary, like where there's a bunch of people running on one party, yeah. you, you rank the people. You don't vote for one. You vote for all of them, and you rank them. 
So in other words, if there's five, I think there were five people on the ballot, uh, maybe more than that, but the top five candidates that everybody thought they had a chance of uh, running for mayor in New York City, you rank them, and here's the problem, though. The problem oh, so is, nobody has any loser feeling? Well, I don't know why, you know, but the crazy thing about that is, is that here we go once again. What is the purpose of it? I don't quite understand it I myself. I don't even know what the purpose is of voting, because all of our votes are kind of cast aside when it comes to the Electoral College. Well, that's that's for the president, but for, like, local elections and things like that, your vote is, is directly one-to-one, you know, coordinated, you know, correlation, rather. Uh, you know, I mean, but but... In this thing, like in New York City, like for the Democratic primary, if you take the Democratic ballot, you take the candidates and you give them a number. So the candidate you like the most is number one. And I think it's called rank choice or something like that. But the problem on it is it, they said it's going to take like two weeks to figure out who won. Because I'm going like, no, how can that be? I mean, you know, I mean, apparently they've got some statistical averaging. And I mean, it's sort of goofy when you think about it. And what's sort of funny about it is, you know, this Andrew Wang guy, the guy who was going to run for president, who was going to give everybody $1,000 a month. Remember, he got some guy up in Iowa. He gave like $1,000 a month to or something like that. That's the guy that that the campaign, you know, workers were saying those disgusting things. Remember, you sent me that clip, you know. You know, they're like getting down on their knees, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. Okay. He was trying to work a deal with one of the other candidates where, hey, vote for me as number one and vote for her as number two. And the idea being like, okay, why would you do that? You know, I mean, if if you wanted, and I, I guess the interesting thing for me is if you, and I, I have to check in this a little bit more, because if you go in and let's say you're just old school, you're going like, I'm not going to vote. I'm not going to vote rank them. I'm just going to vote one. I'm going to give one of my candidates, one of the candidates, a one, and I'm done. You know, one and done, so to speak. I mean, you know, what's so crazy about this crazy thing is, okay, I don't want to get into super politics this early time in the morning, but yesterday yeah, the please big... please don't. Well, it's too early. Well, yesterday the big news was the thing, this bill that the Democrats are trying to get through to essentially nationalize the elections. In other words, as it is right now, the states make their own rules. And you know what's sort of interesting about it is, in Missouri... We didn't have any problems, you know. There were no problems here with the election. Nobody's complaining. Everybody's Mm-mm. everybody's good, you know. Um, matter of fact, St. Louis County used that new system, which is working great. St. Charles County didn't have any problems. Everything seemed to be fine. But they're trying to make all these rules, and I still don't understand why people are against, um, you know, IDs. That's what I never understand that. You know, and they go, well, poor people can't get an ID. That's baloney sandwich because of the fact that poor people can get IDs. I told you the story. There's the lady, uh, I heard the lady, uh, the, the congresswoman or the, the state senator, whatever she is, coming back when I was getting my COVID shot, driving back from Kansas City, from Raymore, Missouri, saying that the Secretary of State has a special office that if you can't find all the documents, they'll find them for you at no charge. I mean, they'll do it for you. You know, it's like, okay. And once again, yesterday, one, two, three, three times I had to show my ID yesterday. Three times. And it's like, okay, I don't get it. Your ID for COVID? No, 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 no. My driver's license. I had, to, I had to show my driver's license three times yesterday. Once when I went to pick up, of all crazy things, some mail. I had to get some mail. Another, yeah, you another, had to show who you were. Another time when I went to the bank, I had to show my ID. and Because you were getting cash out. No, no, no. Actually, I was making a deposit. I mean, I don't understand this anymore. I don't understand it anymore. I oh, mean, okay. 
I mean, what? So what was the third one? The third one was, you know, when I tried to get into PTs. You know, they, they, they didn't believe... They carded you? They didn't believe I was 21. What are you, 12? They didn't believe I was 21. <laughs> no, but, but the thing is, here's what's interesting about it. The Democrats, and you listen to Chuck Schumer, he's saying, we're disenfranchising people. Okay, do you remember the totals for the presidential election? Do you remember how many votes Trump got? First off, when he won in 2016, he got like 65 million votes, okay? In 2020, he got 75 million votes, and and Biden got 80 million votes. It was the most bo- votes ever, ever cast in a presidential election in the history of our country. So how are we keeping people from voting? Can you explain that to me? If the voting would have gone way down, I'm going like, okay, I get it. There's people who are can't get into the vote but it went it went up by what let me think trump won 65 million i think what did what did and and that was the big controversy that that uh, hillary had more votes but she lost the electoral college so let's say hillary, hillary let's just say for the sake of argument hillary had 70 and trump had 65 i don't think it was that big of a split and this was that was in 2016 so you take 70 and 65 that gives you what 135 million right 135 million. Okay, if you take 75 million and 80 million, 75 million for Trump in the 2020 election and 80 million for for Biden, that's what? 155 million? Isn't that what it is? 155 million? 70 and 70 would be would be 140 and and add another 15 would be yeah, 185. So it went up by like you know, like a factor of like what would that be like 10% or something like that? How can you say people are being turned away? And not only that, the thing that gets me is it's all—it's like all the minority, the blacks are saying, it's discriminatory against blacks, it's Jim Crow. Okay, if it's such a bad deal, go into the areas where people don't have IDs and you help them get their IDs. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because remember that, this has really stuck with me because it was so good. She was um, a beautiful black young woman and... She was stomping out all the bad in this neighborhood. And she sat there and walked. And then as she walked, the neighborhood changed. And then a whole bunch of, oh, yeah, the that, end, that, a whole bunch the, of women were behind her. The candidate, yes, yes. That lady, and I, I think she lost. I think she was running for... Um... U.S. rep. Yeah, it was. she was down... That was in Baltimore. I can't remember her name. Yeah, it was a really Oh, my great, gosh. Was that... I still remember that ad. It was a great ad. It was. It, it was, was. It was. I can't remember. See if I can find it. But I know exactly what you're talking about. And and she was walking through a, like a look like like a Beirut area of Baltimore. Yeah. Like we have areas like that in St. Louis that looks like we do. Okay, is this like a movie set? You know, is this like a movie set from from some Mad yeah. Max movie or yeah. something like that? But it's a real street. And she's walking along, and as she's walking along, more women got, and they were all sorts of different sizes and shapes and, and races and ages and the whole bit. And she's walking along saying, we all need to work together. And I'm going like, okay, I get that. You know, but anyway, who knows? Who it knows? A, it was a good good ad. Other stuff, and I had something interesting happen to me yesterday besides that, which we'll talk about next hour. Okay? Oh, hold it. Hold it. Goodwill just sent me a, 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 an email. I got to read this. Reminder, as America faces growing drug use, let's help them in the right hands. What if you went to your hiding place and found this? What would you do? Drug use, including marijuana, cocaine, as well as prescription drug and illicit drugs among adults is on the rise. Okay, how can they say that? Including drug use, including marijuana. It's not legal. 
I'll never understand this kind of stuff. I just don't and get it. Goodwill sent that to you. I get all these goofy, stupid emails. I was going to say, how did they get your email address? Because they here, good. This is they, it's a PSA. They want me to run this PSA, and it says, as America oh. faces growing drug use, let's help in the right hand. Put let's let's put help in the right hands. What if you went to your hiding place and found this, and it's and it's a card that says National Helpline one eight hundred six six two help. Drug use, including marijuana, cocaine, methamphetamine, as well as prescription drug use and illicit opiates among adults is on the rise. The COVID-19 pandemic has contributed to increased drug use, but help is available and close at hand. The risks of drug use go beyond dependence and addiction to injury, violence, long-term health problems, sleep and psychological issues, along with legal and family crisis. Okay, and this is the thing for them, for goodwill. You know what? I have to tell you something. I have to tell you something right now. I think Goodwill's a scam. I really do. Well, because it's all going into the pocket of Mars. Well, but but once again, if it, if they're so broke, how do they afford all these brand new buildings? You know, look at the buildings they're built in St. Charles County. Fancy. Are they supposedly broke? No, no, but it's not for profit. And the thing that bothers not me, once profit. again, once again, if you go and buy stuff, once again, I bought stuff at Goodwill. You don't pay sales tax. So they don't pay real estate tax. They don't pay, you know, they don't collect sales tax. So they're not supporting the community. They claim they're supporting the community, but they're not. They're not supporting because they're not supporting schools because they don't pay real estate tax. They're not supporting the fire department because they don't pay, pay real estate tax. They're not supporting all the other things because they don't pay sales tax. How are they supporting the community? You know, volunteer to pay those taxes. By giving them extraordinary <laughs> oh, uh, don't go Halloween costumes. Don't go there with me. It, it's you know I mean okay look look at the <laughs> sorry just look in St Charles County look at a Mid Rivers Mall Drive prime real estate they built a brand new fancy schmancy building right there on Harvester brand new fancy sh- and matter of fact they tore down you know what ticks me off they tore down the old Hardies the Hardies they tore down the Hardies to build that Goodwill I mean I've eaten at the Hardies many times and it's gone I mean I drive by that place and I get the I get the craving for which Hardies are you talking about. Right there in Harvester. It's right in the corner of Harvester and 364. There was a Hardee's that sat there. There was? Yes, they knocked it down. I never knew that. Yeah, it was Hardee's. I thought that that was already like an existing building. It was. And then they were... Well, um, it wasn't when they knocked it down. It was a sign shop, but originally it was a Hardee's. It was Bannacomp signs before they, uh, because I had some signs done there once upon a time, and I kidded about the fact that you know I've been in this place many times before eating eating because I used to take my kids to eat there, which lived down the street from there, and I take my kids up there to Hardee's, and then Hardee's went under, and then the sign shop came along, and then I think the lady who bought the building who you know, and then Goodwill came. See, remember Goodwill moved across the street because they were they were in that strip center right there, at Harvester and three sixty four, and they moved across the street, and then. Uh, Salvation Army took over their old their old place. Salvation Army's in the old Goodwill store. Used yeah. to be a long time ago. It was a hardware store. Next it was to like, save a lot. Yeah, it was it was a True Value hardware store, I believe, or Ace or something like that. It was Ace because I used to go to that hardware store as well too. And then that went under, and then it became the Goodwill. I think it was something else as well too. And then it became Goodwill, and then Goodwill built their fancy schmancy building across the street. And once again, they don't pay sales tax on anything when they buy materials. They don't buy. They don't. You know, if they buy vehicles, they don't buy. They don't pay sales tax. They don't pay anything. So how's that supporting the community? I'm going to get myself in trouble by talking about this this morning. But you yeah, know what? you probably are. We I, brought all this on. I feel strongly about that. If you're saying you're supporting the community, support the community. And they say, well, we'll 5 or 1, 3C. Well, you know what? You can still write a check. You know? You know? 
you don't, you know, just because you're tax exempt, you know, God, you and I have this discussion. I, ever since I saw how much. Every single day almost. Ever since I saw how much God Squad made. I told you that story. Didn't I tell you that story? Yeah, you, know, yeah Mark, you did. Mark Cox in 97.1. I said something to him about, and Mark Cox, after he was, I shouldn't bring his name up because he'll be mad at me about telling the story, but anyway. Well, then don't do it. Well, you know, I got people mad at me. What the hell is another person? Uh, anyway, Mark, God, <laughs> Mark, Mark Cox <laughs> contacted me about something else. I told you the story. He was, he was yeah. asking me about Tracy, you know, that whole Tracy deal. And I said something to him about about you know that what we should all go we should all should go Christian instead of trying to sell advertising we just go Christian have people send us money, and he said he says well like what's Joy ninety nine what do they make like five six hundred thousand a year, and I sent him that 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 link to that site which I found yes. it's like it's like the Charity Navigator whatever it is, last year they took in eight million dollars, people just sending them money. And once again, are, what are they doing? Are they going out and you know helping homeless people? No. They're building new studios and buying more radio stations. I'm going like, they don't pay any taxes. They don't pay any real estate taxes. They don't pay this tax, that tax. And yet people are just sending money to run a radio station. Why can't I get that? I don't know why you can't get that. <laughs> we have to go out. Because we haven't found... One of these days. One of these days, it's going to be Reverend Brad here on the radio, and we're going to be playing all that God Squad music, and you're going to be going, you're going to be, going, oh my God, this I love this Brad. We should have done this sooner. We're going to do <laughs> we're going to do something that's going to better the community, and then they will start uh, supporting us. Yeah, we're going to make Brian Richardson the county executive. That's what we're going to do. It's six forty-eight. Beat me, didn't you? Westplex 107.1, it is BS in the morning. Next hour, I'm going to uh, give some interesting terms that I use from a former airline employee, which I thought were really interesting um, as far as judging people is concerned. Okay, you mean a stewardess was judging people? or mm, The airline industry judges people. It's pretty interesting. This was a guy who used to work in the airline industry. He was a gate agent and did other things, and... He get, for example, I'll give you one. An S, you, I don't know if you, if how you pronounce it, but it's S F U, S F U or something like that. This is he's a term they used all the time. Now keep in mind, this is not Southwest Airlines. This is an airline that has classes of service. In other words, it has business class, you know, first class, that kind of stuff. And that's why this is important. And it's pretty interesting because they rated people. And and what's really interesting. So what's an SSV? S I'm sorry. SFU. Like Sierra Frank. SFU. Yes, Sierra Sierra Foxtrot uniform. SFU. Okay. I'll tell you next hour. It's pretty interesting. And and then the other crazy thing about it is there's a WKRP and it's not the radio station. When I first saw this, I thought to myself, is this like a joke? WKRP stands for something in the airline industry. But this is specific to one particular airline. And this is how they literally judged passengers. And it's an interesting story. Because, once again, it's one of these things where people, once you you hear the story, people are going to go, well, that's not right. That's not right. That's not fair. But, once again, my, my mom used to always say, 
life is not fair, right? No, it is <laughs> When not. I'd come home and go, Mom, how come Jimmy got to do this and I didn't? My mom would say, life's not fair. <laughs> you know, <laughs> life's not fair. You know, well, how come How come he got to do this but I didn't? Well, you know what? That's because his, you know, you know. what's the old thing? If, if your friends jumped off the bridge, would you, you want to jump off the bridge too? You know, that kind of stuff, you know? It's all that kind yes, of weird. Yes, I know. do know. Okay. Uh, anyway, we're running a little bit behind, so we're going to catch up here. Uh, uh, verbal here. I'm going to play these commercials. I'm not sure if I'm going to be one song. It could be commercials, top of the RID, and then song, or it could be commercials, one song, top of the RID, another song. We'll just have to wait and see what the computer decides to do because it's in control now. 6.57. Westplex 107.1. What a great song. You know, it's it funny. really is. You know, the first I mean, I just... You know, I just can go back generations and think, boy, that was good. Uh, you know, she got in the way there. Okay, you know, the first time I played that song, it's actually sort of funny. The smartest woman in the world texted me and said she turned on the radio that morning when that song was on, and she thought she had the wrong radio station. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does sound like uh, cool jazz. Yeah, it's like it's like... It's like the old, I told you, it's like the old Quiet Storm and Magic. The, yes, the quiet, yes, yes. The Quiet Storm, Magic 108. Had the, had the guy with the beautiful deep voice. Hi, I'm Joe, deep voice. And yeah, you're listening to The Quiet Storm. The Quiet Storm on Magic 108. I can't get that low. Man, you know, it's what's so funny. All those guys with low voices, they can't get a job anymore because nobody likes it anymore. They all got to sound like Ryan Seacrest. They got to sound like this. They got to sound like they're 12. Hi, I'm on the radio, and I'm, I'm 12 years old. Yeah, yeah, they let me out of junior high to be on the radio here. Yeah, that's that's one. Back in the day, everybody talked like that. Everybody had that big, deep, beautiful voice. That's old now. You don't do that anymore. You know, it's old, what's old is new. What's new is old. Okay, a uh, couple things we're going to talk about this hour. Have you seen this unbelievable video of the Walgreens in San Francisco? No. We'll talk about that next break. Um, and also, uh, interesting, I don't know if you knew this or not, the FAA, your old employer, has a new rule okay. about drones. You know about this? No, but they should probably have a new rule about drones. Well, they already have licensing for um, commercial drone pilots. If you like, make a living, you know, like doing, um, if you know, like there's so many people using drones now. Like for example, uh, the one lady who won't advertise in our station uh, has a roofing company, and uh, I keep telling her, man, we could really help you with that. But no, 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 they don't like radio anyway. Uh, they use the drone to do inspections of roofs. And what's sort of cool about it is, is it saves their guy from getting up on the roof. And also, they take the video and then they send it to the insurance agency. You know, and the insurance agency, yep, yep, that needs a new roof. Okay, approved. So I don't have to have anybody come out and climb on the roof. Okay, so the FAA has put in into effect a couple years back, commercial license. You have to take a test. Now, there's a new thing called trust, which is take the recreational user or UAS safety test. If anybody, if you fly a drone, if you're just if you go to the store and buy one, you're supposed to have this license. Do you know what? I agree. Well, no, I yes. mean it just started, and and it's a free online what license. You're supposed to have a license before. This is this is commercial. This is anybody who has a drone. If you go to like, you know, oh, wherever okay. Wally World and buy a drone and you're flying it in your backyard, you're now breaking the law unless you have this license. Once again, okay. it's called Trust, T-R-U-S-T. Take the recreational UAS safety test. 
and it's for recreational flyers of drones. Required for U.S. recreational flyer of drones. Launched June 2021 by the FAA. Takes about one hour to complete. No prior drone knowledge needed. Tests allows unlimited attempts to pass. So if you flunk, you go back and take it again, and you just keep taking it until you pass. In other words, it's like you just got to go online and you read the, you know. But they're telling you. Okay, so we have drone licenses now. No, no. I mean, for the regular consumer. You're yes. But yet they don't feel like it's necessary to have concealed carry for weapons. Don't go with me. You and I are on the same page with that. I think that once again, the Republican weirdos. You know, and I'll say this again. You know, it's funny. I had this discussion with somebody, and I said to someone, you know, people think I'm like a righty, and some people think I'm a lefty. I think I'm like right down the middle because I told the story. Like, what happens? The Republicans get in charge, and what do they do? They ban abortion, and they let everybody have a gun. You know, and then when the Democrats get in charge, they ban guns, and they let everybody have abortion. It's like, okay, I don't get it. I'm like in the middle. You know, I'm like, you know, once again, I have a concealed carry permit. I took the class. I carry. And to the point where I don't think it's right, the people that just, you know, you just now you don't even have to get a license. You don't have to do anything. And what, what the sad part of that is, it screwed up the reciprocity. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Because it used to be that other states have reciprocity with Missouri. So if you had a Missouri concealed carry, you could carry in other states. Well, when Missouri went to this goofy, you know, constitutional carry BS, you know, where you don't have to take the test, you don't have to get a license or any kind of stuff, a bunch of states dropped our, our reciprocity. So, you know, you can't, there's like five or six states that essentially that Missouri is not, you're not allowed to carry. And if you ever have a Missouri license, you're not allowed to carry in those states anymore. Now, the crazy thing about that is it doesn't it, it can't do anything for flying. One of them is Las Vegas. So unless you're going to drive to Las or to to Nevada, unless you're going to drive to Nevada, it doesn't make any difference because you can't get your plane, you can't get your gun on the plane. But once again, goofy stuff. And the the thing about it is I do agree with this because this is where Missouri screwed this up as well too. There's reciprocity in driver's license. If you have a Missouri driver's license, you can drive in any state in the United States. It's not like, well, you can't, you know, we don't recognize Missouri driver's license in Indiana. So if you're driving across Indiana and you don't have an Indiana driver's license, we're going to arrest you. Okay, that's stupid. But the idea being is you take the test and the tests throughout the United States, for the most part, are fairly universal. Yeah, they've got different questions on it, you know, but for the most part, they're, they're covering the same stuff. You know, can you, there's a driver's test. Can you, know, can you back up? Can you do that kind of stuff? Once, once again... That gives that gives reciprocity. So your driver's license is good in any state, and that's what some of the uh, federal people are trying to do with with concealed carry as well too. There would be reciprocity. But if there's no if there are no license in Missouri, then what good does it do? You know what I mean? Because I think that's a really um, bad situation they've put us all in. Well, number one. But but see, once again, if you go on YouTube, you can find these, and there's been a bunch of them local. There's a guy that I, I don't really want to give his name. I know who the guy is. I met him one time. Yeah, look, no, we don't here, have to go too no, deep into no, this. No, no, I didn't no, mean no, to no. Uh, let me tell, let me sidetrack tell, you. Let me tell the story. The guy does this on purpose. He gets a great big old gun, you know, sticks it in, you know, like in a cowboy holster, and he walks down major streets, and he waits to get the police show up. That's what he does. And he's got, he's got like multiple cameras on him. He's got like a camera on his head and he's got a camera on his chest and, you know, and, you know, and he does this on purpose. He just, and he did it in probably one of the most infamous videos this guy did was in Washmo. He's walking along Highway 100. He's walking up along the Target store and people are calling. 
hey, there's a guy walking down Highway 100, got a big gun on his hip. And he purposely does this. And then the cops show up. And in this one, the cops are real good. Hey, man, we're just, you know, we don't, you know, and he goes like, well, he's getting real defensive. Why you, it's, it's, it's legal for me to carry, you know, to have open carry. Yes, sir, we know that. But we had a lot of calls. People were calling. Why are they calling you? We don't know, sir. We saw you walking. You know, the cops were very polite to him. You know, okay, you know, we get it. You know, you got your rights. We get it. We got calls. We have to respond. We can't just say, eh. Some guy walking along the highway with a gun. Well, who cares? So, and he's and they're purposely trying to get the cops to harass him so they can put. Look what the cops did! I got I got the right to open carry. Once again, you talk to any of these self defense experts. The stupidest thing you can do is open carry. Stupid with a capital S. Stupid with a capital S T U P I D. Because once again, we talked about this the other day. If somebody comes into a restaurant and they got a gun, they're going to rob the restaurant, and they see somebody with a gun, who are they going to shoot first? The guy with the gun on his hip, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you're like making... I guess. I don't know. I've never well, had the class. No, you're making... I mean, that's not in the class. It's just common knowledge. Oh. Well, it should be. You know, I mean, if you're... If like, like, for example, in the old days where they had bank guards, you know? I mean, you see the stupid movies. What do they do? They get the bank guard first. There was that thing that happened at that bank... In the city of St. Louis, what, 10 years ago, where the guy goes in, robs the bank, goes in, shoots the guard, kills the guard first, you know? You're like, because he knows the guy's got a gun. You know, it's like, okay. So, you know, like, that's that's not it's the smartest thing in the world. You know, I don't, I don't go there. Anyway, okay, here's what I want to talk about. I thought this was interesting. I found this article about a guy who used to work in the airline industry, and he's giving away treats, trade secrets, and one of them is SFU. SFU stands for Suitable for Upgrade. Once again, this guy worked in an airline. Didn't work at Southwest where it's all one class. He worked in an airline that had, on some flights, two classes, you know, uh, you know, first class and then just regular. And at some class, some of the airlines have like three classes. They have regular business class and, and then first class. Suitable for Upgrade would mean that if there was a seat available in a higher class, they would look for people who were dressed nicely. Well, then I would be suitable for first class. Because... No, 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 not, not, not for first class, suitable for upgrade. Once again, the idea being is that, that they're not necessarily putting you in first class. Now, some of the planes, like I can remember back in the day, I used to fly and I used to fly TWA when TWA was still around. They had first class and they had coach, okay? They did. And what I used to do, and because at the time I owned TWA stock, and when I used to check in I, on TWA, I used to say I was always very cordial to the you know, to the lady, the gate agent, I would say, hey, you know what, uh, I'm flying coach, um, and look, I'm not trying to, you know, push my weight around, but I'm a stockholder, and if you would have any first-class upgrades, I sure would appreciate that. That's what I would say. You know, I was like, hey, you got any open seats? Oh, what one? I would be very nice. And nine times out of ten, they were very kind to me. They go, you know, sir, um, I don't think we're going to have anything. We've got to, it looks like at this point in time we have a full first class, but if something would come up, you know, uh, you know, I've got your name, and I'll I'll consider it. And a couple times I did get upgraded, you know. I mean, and and to the point where, and I was I'm not trying to say I was in a top hat and tails, but I was dressed nicely. I wasn't in cutoffs, t-shirts, and flip flops. Get what I'm saying? Which is like yes, I do. Which there, is now I mean, it used the, to be the uniform of people flying. You know, to I mean, travel in the air. I mean, people look like they just got out of bed when they're flying. Oh nowadays. my gosh, yes. 
Okay. It's like, dude, you've got jammies on. Okay, so here's the next this step. This isn't Walmart. Okay, this is and this is interesting. Then he said, the airline he worked uh, on, he said that they were careful about who they they picked for suitable for upgrade because they wanted to protect the WKRPs. You know who the WKRPs were? Uh, people going to Cincinnati? Nope. Well-known, respected passengers. So in other words, the huh. idea being is that if you had a well-known, respected passenger, and that person was in business class or first class, if you chose someone to upgrade from coach up to a better class, you wanted to make sure they were suitable for upgrade so they wouldn't they wouldn't bother, bother the, other the W. No, they wouldn't bother the WKRP or the CIP, commercially important passengers. In other words, commercially important passengers would be passengers who worked for like big corporations, you know, like American Express, you know, IBM, Boeing, things like that. So, in other words, the idea being, and I, I don't know if I told you this story or not. I knew a guy that worked for Anheuser Busch. And he told me the story once. He was an executive for Anheuser-Busch. And you know what he told me was grounds for dismissal from Anheuser-Busch back in the day? Not anymore since they changed it all, but when it was still locally owned. You know what grounds dismissal for travel was? No. If they ever caught you on a plane not in first class, you would be fired. Okay. You had to fly first class. And if you went to the airport... And you and they said, oh, sir, sorry, uh, you know, the planes, we overbooked first class. We're going to have to bump you out of first class in the coach, and we'll give you a discount. You had to say, I can't take that. I'll take the next flight. You were not allowed to fly coach. You always had to fly first class because... Huh, that's interesting. Because they wanted their executives. And, I mean, he wasn't like a high, 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 high-level executive. He was like, you know, but he was an executive. He was, you know, he worked down... Down in the, you know, what a one bush place down there, you know, where the executive used to hang out. I, I do. I don't know. I think there's, I think they just store beer cans in there now. I don't think there's any executive left in St. Louis. They're all in New York because all the planes are gone, all that kind of stuff. But I thought that was interesting. And the other thing was that if he ever went to a restaurant or a bar, he was always told to go into the bar area and see, like, and even like, let's say he was sitting at a table. And he saw that people were, you know, especially like if people were at the bar or at a table, he would go over to them and, and say, if he knew they were drinking Anheuser-Busch products, he would pick up their tab. Aww. He would just, you know, say, say, uh, you know, hey, thanks for, you know, thanks for, you know, like, especially for like you're drinking a, you know, if you saw the bartender, like he said, most of the time was at the bar where you could see the bartender, you know, pull the tap for like, you know, Bush Light or whatever. Or Budweiser, or you know Michelob, um, you know, because a lot of times they don't give you the the can. I mean, in some bars they do. The bars I'd hang out, they give you the can. Matter of fact, it's in, 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 and a sippy cup. Yeah, a sippy cup. Yeah, but but that was that was the deal that you had to. That was what you were supposed to do. And then also, if they went to like the grocery store or like the quickie mart, they were always supposed to go and look at the born on dates. And they were supposed to report the fact that, that they had any stale beer in there. And then not only that, if he went to a restaurant and got a beer, you know, once again, an anheuser Bush product, out of the tap and it didn't taste right, he would report that to the distributor, like, I guess, you know, Lore or Gray Eagle in St. Louis County. Or who's it? I guess it's, 
who is it now? Is it it's Cry in St. Charles County, and I think Cry and Gray Eagles now does. It used to be uh, Marquardt's, um, or who was it was who was out in? I can't remember who it was. Marquardt, I guess it was uh, out in Franklin County and Warren County. Now it's all Cry and and Gray Eagle. Anyway, they would and they have a group of guys who go out and clean out the lines. You know the lines between the kegs and the and the tapper. You know what I'm talking about? I do. And if the beer didn't taste quite right, and then not only that, they would they would also report if the if they went like sat at the bar, they would sit at the bar and when the the person, you know, the bartender would pour the glass of beer out of the tap, if it wasn't being poured correctly, they would report that. They would never say they were never to to approach like the bartender said, "Hey, I work at Anheuser Busch, you're not doing that right." They always did it like sort of covertly. They would, you know, the next day they would call the manager of the restaurant. Hey, I was in your restaurant. This is XYZ for Anheuser Bush. I just want to tell you, I was in your restaurant last night, and your bartender did not serve our beverage properly. When he put it into the glass, there's a special way you got to pour it along the side and all this other kind of crazy stuff. Okay? Is that, that's gone now because with the deal with the new company, they don't, I don't think, you know, I hate to say this, but I don't think they care anymore. They're too busy, you know, grinding out new products like, you know, stuff. Seltzer, hard seltzer. Seltzer and weird stuff and, and, you know, and like, you know, cream soda and things like that. Cream soda. I mean, it's gotten to the point where, although I have to tell you, I, I'm not much of a drinker, but I do like, the, what do they call it? The, the, what were the, 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 the something Rita's, you know, they weren't the margaritas. They were the seltzer Rita or whatever the heck it was. I had those a couple yes. times and they were good, you know. But there's a whole nother story, another story about that, that they didn't think, Anna Bush didn't think that was going to go anywhere. This is under the new regime. They didn't think that was going to go anywhere, and they got caught sort of flat-footed in that because now the seltzer thing is huge. It is. Like, like <laughs> you know, like, have you ever had White Claw before? I have. Explain that to me because the reason I ask is if you watch TikTok for a while, every other video was a video about making people – people making fun of people who drink White Claw. Now there's a big country song where the guys sing like, you know, I saw her across the room. She was drinking a White Claw, you know, and I went over and I, and I, and I put my paw on her or some weird line like that. I'm going like, okay, what is it with the White Claw? I mean, I don't get it. What is it? Is it beer or what? I, I'm not really sure. Is it seltzer? I, I think it's seltzer. I'm not real sure. Okay, on a scale of 1 to 10. One meaning you loved it, ten meaning you hated it. Where would it be? And your this is your own own taste test. It was about a five. So it was it was eh. it was it was it was it like it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was palatable. If somebody gave it to you, you'd drink it. But if you wouldn't, if you saw it at the store, you probably wouldn't buy it. Mm, it all depends on what kind of mood I'm in, actually. So what mood would? But you... yeah, I would probably buy it. What mood would require? purchasing white claw <laughs> first off if i wanted to be fun and gregarious and you know go to a party and you know something and at least nowadays something that uh you know brings forward the the jovial part of getting together and it's a different world now you know we we all think of getting together in a different light than we used to. Explain that to me. 
We had a whole year of being by ourselves, shut in our homes. Speak for yourself. I wasn't. I was out every day. Yeah, I know you were. I know you were. And wearing a mask, by the way. I, You know, I was a good doobie. You were a good doobie. And, um, I, you know. But you a know. lot of us weren't out every day. A lot of us were in the house, um, acting like a caged, restless animal testing the fence. I, you know, once again, I tell you, I get kicked out of the post office on Friday. Because the post office was supposed to be closed on Friday. I go in to put a letter in the mailbox, and the lady yells at me, Sir, you're not supposed to be in here without a mask. And I looked at her and I go, Are you open? I thought this was holiday. I, I still don't understand that. That was the weirdest damn thing. Oh, Juneteenth? Yes. It, it, you know, I mean, God. And, and once again, you know, once again, it's like, where was I heard this yesterday where some city, I can't remember where it is. I have to look this up. Some city has canceled the 4th of July celebration, but they had the Juneteenth celebration on Saturday. I'm going like, okay, I don't get it. I mean, what's going on with our country? You know, I get it that people are like, polarized it's a different world it's but, it's our new but, normal but once again if you know i mean why would you i get the whole you know i still don't understand i really don't get the juneteenth thing i still see that should be when lincoln signed the emancipation proclamation but once again i tell you right why that that isn't the case is because lincoln's a, lincoln was a republican and they're not going to honor a republican that's all there is to it you know he was he was the first Republican, and they're not going to honor. I'm going like, and I, and you know, once again, they're talking about taking down in certain places, taking down Lincoln's statue. Explain that to me. First off, I'm a non-statue. I don't understand. I'm, under, I'm a non-statue guy anyway. I think that's ridiculous. Take all the statues down, as far as I'm concerned. Never build another one. See, I, think I, I disagree. It's they stupid. need to be up. No, they don't. We need to sit there and re- reflect on what they meant, what was going on in their time, and. It's part of our history. I well, disagree with you. No, we've erased our history. Remember, we don't have the 1776 project anymore. Trump started that. They got rid of that. It's now the 1619 project, which they talked about. That that's when the United States started, when the first slaves hit the United States. But I'm thinking to myself, okay, now hold on a minute now. Didn't, wasn't it Cortez or one of these Spanish dudes that was here like in the 1500s and he had slaves? I mean, I don't get it. I mean, you know, once again, it's like all this crazy revisionist history. You know, I could say revisionist history. I was born 22 years ago, and I was born in England, and I'm the illegitimate child of Prince Philip, who just died. How's that for... Re- oh, look, 727. <laughs> How's that for revisionist history? <laughs> Again, 727. That's that's Shelly's cue that I should shut up and play commercials. Westplex 107.1, one of my favorite songs. I love that song. I do. Great video, by the way. Video's nothing special. You don't like it? You love it? I don't like it. I love it. <laughs> About right. Yes, right. Seven thirty-five. Brett Favre, you know the uh, quarterback, former quarterback of the uh, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, not Tampa Bay, uh, Green Bay, Green Bay. And it was one of those Bay's, Green Bay Packers. Oh yeah, that was my Elbiff's favorite team. He's in trouble. Why? Well, I don't know if you know this big story about the Olympics coming up. They're still saying the Olympics may not be held, but uh, the, because Japan may shut it down because of the pandemic, because they're still not doing well in Japan. There, the, one of the controversies is a, a lady who used to be a man who is uh, going to be a weightlifter for New Zealand, and she's 43 now. Her name now is Laurel Hubbard. Can't remember what her. Her old name was. She's a piece of guy. At 35, she transitioned from a guy to a gal. Now she's 43, and she made the Olympic team. She's a heavyweight lifter. And Brett Favre came out, and he said, quote, it's a man competing as a woman. 
He says, if I were a true female, I can't believe I'm saying that. I was competing in weightlifting and lost to this person. I would be beside myself. Hubbard became the first transgender woman to qualify for the Olympics when she made the New Zealand weightlifting team. Hubbard, 43, has met all the International Olympic Committee's requirements and has been competing since she transitioned when she was 35. So she's been essentially a woman for eight years. And this whole thing is like a whole can of worms with the whole transgender thing. Some of the states have passed laws. You know, like, for example, I mean, there's, what was it? Was it Rhode Island where, you know, the women, like, one guy has, like, in the last two years has set, like, every single, but he's not a guy anymore. But to me, it's so confusing. It's like, and what I don't understand, why can't I, you know, they say, well, you know, remember we read that story, remember that attorney, attorney that talked about they, that attorney that works for school districts dealing with this question, and she talked yes. about if somebody comes to comes to class and they today they they identify as a dog, that they can't yeah. remember. So, I read, so silly. I, I know. I mean, it sounds crazy, but remember, I read that story, and I'm thinking, I when I first read, it, I go, I don't believe I'm reading this, but essentially, what they were saying is, if somebody comes to class and says, teacher, today I'm a dog, and you have to bark at them that's what the attorney said but yet when it got to the point where if they got on the ground and started barking like a dog then that that point you could kick them out of the class because of the fact that they're being disruptive but if they were just sitting there and and if you ask them a question and if you said to them okay uh since you're a dog now i'm gonna ask you a question one bark for yes two barks for no you know (laughs) i mean that's okay but but why can't remember and remember the guy the gal rachel dolezal remembers that name ring a bell that does not. No. She was the lady who was head head of the ND, uh, NC not NCAA the NAACP, um, you know the, the black organization. Um, I think in Washington State, and it turned out she wasn't black, and they kicked her out. I'm going like, okay, if I can wake up tomorrow and say, well, tomorrow I'm going to be a woman. I'm just I identify as a woman. Why can't I identify as Hawaiian or an Eskimo or as a black person or a Korean or an Asian? You know what I mean? Why can't why can't if you can't identify if you can identify as different sexes, why can't you identify as different races? Hey, tomorrow I'm gonna be tomorrow I'm gonna be Swedish. I'm gonna dye my hair, you know, blonde. Blonde. And I'm gonna be Swede tomorrow. And then and then on Friday I'm gonna be Irish and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna dry my hair you know red and I'm gonna put freckles all over my body. And then on and then on on Saturday I'm gonna be Italian. I'm gonna put my hair black, you know, dark hair, and I'm gonna you know put a little you know that that bronzer on my skin, and I'm gonna you know have that olive covered colored skin, and I'm gonna be Italian on Saturday. Why can't you do that? <laughs> You're getting frustrated with me. Okay, I got a press release which I think is sort of interesting. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you're you're having a rough time with me this morning, I can tell. Okay, Western Illinois University. I get this press release from them yesterday, and they're all proud of themselves. Why are they proud of themselves? And it's it's sort of interesting. It's sort of a, a, a you know a, a you know a taste of things to come. Here's the headline: June 21st. I got the press release yesterday, but they sent it out the 21st. First WIAU student graduates with cannabis and culture minor online option begins fall 2021. In fall 2020, Western Illinois University jumped to the head of the line when its two cannabis-related minors debuted in fall 2020. WIU College of Arts and Sciences CAS Cannabis and Culture Minor and the School of Agriculture's Cannabis Production Minor. 
The cannabis and culture miner is an interdisciplinary miner that is nationally distinctive, distinctive and is the only known miner that focuses on social justice issues related to cannabis use and the cannabis industry. In spring 2021, WIU graduated the first of its five cannabis and culture miners. What do you think about that? <laughs> well... I know people that graduated, there are several people here in the St. Louis area who graduated from UC Davis, University of California, Davis, which has a very famous school for beer and wine. Matter of fact, that's why they're here, because they worked, did work, are, are currently working at Anheuser-Busch. And it's a very famous school that if you want to get into the beer industry or the wine, any kind of alcoholic beverages, uh, you go to UC Davis and you get this degree. And it's like it's it's like it's like a bachelor of science degree, and it's, there's there's a lot of science behind it because when you get into, you know, brewing and all that kind of stuff, winemaking, I mean, there's a lot of chemistry involved, a lot of chemistry, which is always funny because of the fact that people go, I want natural things. I used to do this talk show. I don't know if I told you this years ago, and this lady, I still remember her name. She was a former. You did a talk show? Yeah, years ago. She was a former. She was a former um, n- uh, nun. She got she got out of being a nun, and she went to work, and she was the local lady for the Food and Drug Administration, and she was like their PR lady, and I used to have her on like every two or three months. Her name was Mary Margaret Richardson. Does that sound like a uh, that sound like a a, a nun sister? Yeah, yes. a nun a nun a named Mary Margaret sister Mary Margaret Mary Margaret Richardson, and it was funny because people used to call up and say. You know, hey, I think we should all be drinking just natural, eating natural foods, and she would always come back. And she would say to them, hey, do you drink milk? And they would go, yeah, I drink milk. And she would give the chemical breakdown off the top of her head for milk. It was pretty interesting because, well, milk is blah, 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 blah. And she went through the whole thing. And I, I've had this argument through the years that people will say like, well, if it's natural, it's good for you. Yeah, let me think. Uh, arsenic? Um, you know, let's go through all the, the, the table of the, you know, the periodic chart of elements, you know, table of elements, all the things on there that are quote unquote natural because they're, you know, they're, they're, they're the elements, but okay. So let's try arsenic. Let's, let's eat gold. Let's eat aluminum. Let's eat, you know, I mean, there's probably two thirds of the things on the, on the periodic table that if you consumed it, you die, right? I mean, there's all yes. sorts of crazy stuff in there. Uranium, if you ate uranium, you know, you're not going to live long, you know? I mean, like, yeah. once again, it's all natural stuff. And, and to the point where, where you know, like, it's, and, and once again, it's these people that, to me, it's like, I never would go into a restaurant, oh, my God, you're eating natural food. How terrible. But yet people are, oh, you eat fast food. Are, are your arteries all clogged up? Can, is your, how many times have you had your, 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 your arteries cleaned out? How many stents do you have? How, how many bypass operations have you had? If you had? You know, it's like, okay, you know, knock it off. You know, don't give me the holier-than-thou crap, you know. And yet they go home and snort cocaine. You know what I mean? There's another one. Cocaine's natural, right? Poppy seeds, right? Um, actually, poppy seeds are opium. Right. And they grow it on the fields. That's what they grow in Afghanistan. One of the big crops. I thought that was Oz. Oz? Poppy fields? The Wizard of Oz? Yes. No, it wasn't poppy. It wasn't. Was it poppy fields? It was a field of poppies, Brad. Are you sure? Yes. Hold on. Let me look at this up. I don't think it was. You don't believe me. 
we'll see what maybe <laughs> once again that's all the druggies back you honestly <laughs> don't okay let's <laughs> bet on it before you look no 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 what do you want her... what wager do you want to make so what i can't remember Hurry what, up. what does she fall down in the in the in the in the in the in the the the, the, the poppy field was that one yes so she gets stoned right <laughs> in the poppy field right wizard yes. of oz hold on i'm, I'm googling it right now poppy Okay. Even the Wicked Witch goes, poppies, poppies. Okay, okay here it is right now. Poppies. I can't believe that you didn't bet me on this. Poppy Field. There is no such thing as poppy fields in the Wizard of Oz movie. Anyone who tells you that is full of BS. So there you go. That is not what it says. <laughs> what it says right there. That is not what it says. <laughs> That's what Wikipedia says. But it, okay, whatever. You are FOS. You know what that is, don't you? Uh-huh. <laughs> Let me just see. Poppy Fields. FOS. S-B-F-O-S. It's 744. <laughs> West Plus 107.1. I've always loved that song. What a great song that is. You know? Take me back when I was younger. Man, I would do things different. I would have a totally different life right now. If I knew today when I knew then. Or hold on. If I knew then what I knew today, is that the way it is? Is that how it works? It is. So you would do things differently? Oh my God, I would be I wouldn't I would never go in the radio business. Well, Brad, then all the people that you've helped yeah, yeah. along the way would never have been where they are. I no, but that that's but that's but how do you know I I wouldn't how how do you know I wouldn't have been an attorney and and you know gotten people out of jail and you know all done other things or become a doctor or become you know a firefighter and save people's lives you know I mean all the crazy you know I mean I I, I guess I'm getting so frustrated about our industry because it's gotten so bad. God, there's crap going on here in St. Louis. You know, you know, I had this crazy idea. You know, you know all the crazy stuff that goes on behind the scenes, all the weird people we deal with and the strange people that approach us and the the jerks that I've had to deal with and the 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 con men that, you know, have, you know, conned me in the radio station stuff like that. I thought to myself, yes. you know, there's all this this reality stuff. Every day I should just like take my my phone and just do like a selfie video. Hey, let me tell you what happened today. Tracy Ellis called me, and you're not going to believe what she said to me. And then, and then, and then, and then so-and-so called me and told me this. And you know what? And then this guy called me and told me that my, my, my radio station looks like crap. Because it is crap. You know, I mean, just <laughs> every day, just start putting these things out there. You think anybody would believe it? You could actually make a video out of it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Little, like TikTok video. No, I'm saying every, where they've got that's those what I'm doing. Squares that have verbiage in them. I would do. I would do a vlog every day. I do a vlog. I just and it would just be Brad. Brad radio business. It's just tell bizarre, weird stories about what happened today. You know, the people that called. Like for example, I told you yesterday, we have Snarf It Up. Okay, and it's a deal where we've done it for years. Hawthorne is a great deal. You, you go out there, you go to snarfitup.com, you get a $25 gift certificate for $12. It's like sort of the old Groupon model, okay? We've done this for years. We do it twice a year. Kathy Hancock, who her partner owns uh, the Hawthorne Inn, uh, wonderful people. It's a great restaurant. And she does this, and she's been so good. And there's a whole story of how we ended up doing advertising with her because when the economy went in the toilet 11 years ago, she couldn't afford to pay the advertising bill anymore. So we just traded. So that's what we do, okay? Done this for years. Yesterday, I told you this story. I get this thing where if you go to Snarf It Up, right at the top of the of the 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 the, the thing on Snarf It Up, if you go there, it says the very thing. I'll read it right there. 
If you go to right now, if you go to snarfitup.com, the Hawthorne Inn, on the very first thing it says, please read details at bottom of the page before ordering. The vouchers are not mailed. Okay? And then if you go to the bottom of the thing in red letters, it says, please read. The vouchers are not mailed. There is no waiting for your Hawthorne Inn's vouchers. Here is how you get your voucher after you buy from Snarf It Up. You just go back into the website and you print it off. You don't have to wait for an email. And so every once in a while, I get the same guy who goes on there and buys a couple of Snarf gift certificates and then complains to me that he didn't get them emailed to him. And twice I've refunded this guy's money. I go, that's not how it works. That may be how it works. Well, he says, well, I got buy stuff in Groupon. They email me the certificate. This is not Groupon. We do it a little bit differently. Did you read the, the thing? And I'll, I'll go like, okay, what, you know, some people, it's just like anybody who has to deal with customer service on a daily basis. I don't know how they do it. Because sometimes you deal with people who are like, you know, when you get up in the morning, does it take someone? Do you have to call someone to figure out how to put your feet on the ground and walk out of your bed? You know what I mean? I mean, do you, do you, do you, can you find the kitchen? You know, do you know where, do you know, do you, do you know how to turn the coffee pot on? I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just frustrating. And you get these weirdos that call the radio station and complain about weird stuff. You know, the guy who complains about my truck sitting down at the crap transmitter site. You know, it's an, he says, it's an eyesore. It's my truck. You know, you may be driving a brand new truck. I don't have a brand new truck. I got an old piece of POS truck, right? But yet it passed emissions. It passed. It's got current license plates on it. Don't make fun of my truck. Well, it looks terrible. It's sitting there in the field. Yeah. And the problem with that is, you know, and down the street from the transmitter site, there's, you know what I'm talking about. There's, uh-huh. there's the farm equipment graveyard down the street at the Mersham, you know, corncob pipe place that there must be 10 combines laying in the field there all rusting into the field. But yet, does he complain about that? No, he complains about my one truck. I don't get it. And not only that, how boring are these people's lives? Do you have time to complain, Shelly, all day long? How many complaint calls do you make a day? Uh, only to you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, but the point being is, like, I don't get it. I didn't get a chance to talk. We'll talk about this tomorrow. The uh, infamous video from the Walgreens in San Francisco, which is just mind-boggling. To me, I look at that. I'm still going, like, I can't believe I saw that. It's just, you know, it's a guy that just stole stuff. Just, just drove his bicycle into the Walgreens. Drove his bicycle into the Walgreens and stealing stuff off the shelves. It's just bizarre. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Okay, is it time for us to get up We're and out. get out? Get up, yeah. It's time for us to get out. As a matter of fact, I got to call a couple complaint calls. I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna call White Castle, complain that I didn't get 42 onions on my White Castle, my one burger last night when I ate there. You know, I count the onions and I have to have at least 42 onions on my burger. You know, there's a little tiny onion, little like granules. And if I don't have at least 42, I get upset. So I've got to make my complaint call to White Castle, and and then I got to make my complaint call to to quick trip because when I got gas there yesterday my receipt didn't come out and then I got to make my complaint call to McDonald's because I went through there yesterday I didn't get a straw so I got all my complaint calls to make my you're busy your day is busy isn't it <laughs> yes 
so we got to uh we got to <laughs> so we have to uh thank our sponsors for this morning for the bs in the morning show angie harness consulting with uh she's a senior specialist with keller williams chesterfield scott ellinger with the brass rail steakhouse delicious food jeff lang with jeff lang insurance jefflang.com um american he's powered by american family caleb hunter with salt river automotive he keeps our trucks and cars are running so thank you guys for um sponsoring us and letting us spew our bs yet another day yep and check out our website bs in the morning show we'll talk to you tomorrow 759 peace